everybody. My name's Nate. And I'm Sai. And I'm Daniel. And we are Pittsburgh's Hot List, and we're sitting here with Ashley Rain. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to meet you. Thanks for tuning in and listening. And Hot List, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, and we're really glad and excited to have you because you're one of the most active actors or actresses in the in the Pittsburgh community. Oh, thank you. I try to stay on my grind, you know. When you have a passion, you got to chase it. Yes, most definitely. I agree. So what motivates you to be the best you can be in the acting industry? Um, Honestly, I pull inspiration from everywhere. Um, The first thing, though, would probably just be God because I feel like this is a gift given by him and I have to glorify him in that gift so i have to go after everything that is in my way and chase down every opportunity because i truly believe that what is for you won't pass you like rejection is a huge part of being an actor but i think that i'm someone instead of looking at rejection as just like oh man it's a failure people don't like me i try to look at it as let every no propel you to your yes you know so i think that that really does fuel me because if I'm going to get a no, okay, that's fine. Let me go chase down my next yes. Like, that's my huge motivation. Wow, that's a great attitude to have, especially in the acting industry. Very positive. Yeah, like I was speaking with my son a couple of days ago and he asked me about being turned down from different, um, you know, commercial gigs or acting gigs. And if it happens to me often, I go, yeah, you know, like more times than I can count, but you got to keep going forward because it's part of the grind. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, keeping a great attitude is so important in the acting industry. I completely agree because I think it's it's very easy to beat yourself up about things. And I know I'm a perfectionist and I'll kind of nitpick my own work before anyone else really gets a chance to. But I think that, you know, you can be told no and let that no keep you down or you can let that fuel you to like, okay, that wasn't for me. It That's for someone else. Like, let me go find the thing that's supposed to be for me. That's yeah. Right. That's I mean, right. I was giving myself that same speech when it was time for prom way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> She's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go find my other person. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So who are your biggest motivators as far as, like, um, you know, support or inspiration? Oh, my family is definitely number one in that because... Um, I have been chasing acting since I was a kid like that. This isn't like a new love for me. This is something I've always gone after. My mom goes so hard for me. Um, she anytime that I've been like in a play, even like in high school, like she was coming to every show. It was it wasn't like that. Oh, I'll come opening night and I'll have flowers. It was like, no, I will be there every night. Even oh, if you have a matinee and an evening show like mama's gonna be there so she <laughs> she was shuffling me around to um auditions and things just like um my dad would do that as well and some like there's been times i've had callbacks that you think are like you know gonna be 20 minutes in and out um i had a callback that was three hours one time and i did not have my license yet 
And my mom sat in a hot car for three hours and she's like, girl, you better have gotten this role. Yes. So my parents and my brother, they go so hard for me. They're always there anytime. Like I am discouraged to get me back on the track that I need to go. And I also have some really wonderful friends and just a great network. Like you guys, you guys are huge motivators of me. You know, I appreciate all the love and support and what you guys are doing. And like when I see you guys constantly like staying on your grind, I'm like, Psh, I got to stay on my grind too. So. <laughs> yeah, so we motivate each other. I'm definitely inspired by some of the moves that I see you make. And, you know, like I was very surprised to see you do that monologue with Jason Burke. Oh, mm, my right. goodness. Yeah, that was crazy when he asked me to do that with him, I had never even seen the movie that that's from. And I know it's like really? a huge staple movie. Yeah, I know. He's like, he messaged me. He was like, this is my favorite movie. Will you do this scene? And I'm not going to say no, you know, this is your favorite movie. So I DVR'd that movie and I watched it and I was like, um, I, I really like being versatile and doing things that like I've never done. And that like type of role is not a role that I have had the chance yet to play. So I was like, wow, okay. Not only like, have I not played this role before, but like, this is Jason's favorite movie. So you know, yeah. I really had to bring my all to that, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> a very emotional scene too. It turned into that. Yeah. Yes. It was funny because he was like, you know, I know that these are hard emotions. Like, do you think you'll be able to cry? And I was like, oh, sweetheart, I am always ready to cry. Yeah. <laughs> always ready to let her out. <laughs> Like, I was trying to remember that scene from the movie, and I was like, I don't know if Jason's going to, you know, do something weird here or get upset, but it, it, it was interesting. I think y'all both did a great job, though. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah, awesome that. Job. So what are some of the current projects you're working on now? Um, so I guess I'm not working on it, but coming out... Um, Next month, I will have Massacre Academy um, coming out, which I'm super pumped about that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, my character in that. Um, her name's Dr. Shane, and I'm playing the therapist of the leading role. And I guess I'll just say I'm not your average therapist um, for that mm, one. So I'm very excited to see that. And then this summer, right now, I have two projects lined up. Um, a feature film called The Order of the White Worm, which is oh. another horror movie. Um, so... I'm excited and anxious for that. It's so funny. I'm always um, laughing because horror is like my least preferred genre. Like I, I don't really watch horror because I'll just cover my eyes the whole time. And it's so funny because since I've graduated, I've really like all of my main projects have been horror. And it's so funny because I have friends that come up to me and they're like, now that you've like been in some horrors, like, is it easier for you to watch them? And I'm like, you know, it is interesting when it's like, hey, Ashley, like we need you to gouge out this guy's eye with your teeth, but here's some like syrup, it's just dyed red. And you're like, oh, okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. So, but yeah, so. <laughs> so how do you prepare for a role like that? Um. See, that's a wonderful question because the first um, horror role that I got was in an upcoming film of mine as well called Little Mouse. Um, and I was the leading role in that. 
And I had never played a role like that before. Like there, you know, I, my antagonist was a serial killer and, you know, he keeps me locked in a cage and I'm like fighting for my life. And it's like, obviously like that's a headspace in real life. I've, you know, fortunately never had to be in. Um, so, <laughs> right. Thank goodness. Thank God. Um, but when approaching, when approaching script, I'm huge on script analysis. Um, so my first thing is like, I read the script and I get as much as I possibly can from it. Um, even to one thing I'm like personally big on is like, I rewrite my lines like I won't say them in the way that I write them but I'll like write down my interpretation of it so if there's subtext like I'm getting that in there and to me that like also fuels line delivery which I'm huge on like I love watching movies and being like oh I wonder why they chose to say it that way or hit this operative word instead of that one like I'm really big on that um so for me like a lot of it was like you know script work and then whenever I was on set because I'm like Y'all have met me. I'm super energetic and like ready to talk. But being in that mindset of like, you know, I'm being held captive right now and my life is on the line. Like, so I would come on set and I would just kind of say hello to everybody and then be like, hey, guys, like, I'm not really going to be that talkative today. Like, I I just need to kind of like stay in like the mindset of my character because it's not always like super easy to be like laughing and joking with someone and then immediately have to like cry and fight for your life so those were a lot of like introspective um days of just like getting in my mindset of like you know this this life that i know nothing about have never approached um but i think what was so great about that role in particular is like i felt my growth i think sometimes as performers you don't always like like people will tell you oh wow like i really see you growing but you don't always see it in yourself like it's so much easier to see in Mm -hmm. other people But for this role, I was like, wow, like I feel my growth. Like I definitely, if someone told me, hey, Ashley, like you're going to play a role like this right out of college, I would have been like, that's funny. But Mm -hmm. I did it and I felt really, really proud of it. And like, I think that's another thing too, is I'm not, I'm not proud of my, of my work all the time. I strive for that, but I will definitely, like I said, critique every little thing. So, you know, I'll feel good about stuff. But it's rare that I feel like super, super proud of what I did. And for that role, I felt super, super proud. Wow, that's an awesome feeling. And thanks for sharing all that information. Yeah. Like I know that probably helps a lot of people in the acting industry just to hear something like that. You know, like, you know, the way that you approach that. So that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Very inspiring. So what made you become an actress? So... That has always just been my life. Um, I've always been putting on a show. So whenever I was younger, you know, and you play dress up and things like I didn't just put on the clothes and have a tea party. I I had whole productions um, that I would put on and like make my family sit down for. And I would like do shows. I would, you know, sing them songs in class, like whenever I was in elementary school you know, most kids hate having class projects and trying to make and like presenting in front of the classroom. I loved that. Like I would be like, okay, here's my book report, but I'm going to come in dressed as like my favorite character from the book. And I'm going to be their voice the whole time that I'm presenting. And like, so I was always trying to find a way to like elevate, you know, the normal day to day performance. And then when I got to high school, I was like, I need to like, 
be in something like I, I can't wait to like do a show and, and things like that. So um, I've always known that I wanted to be a performer. Um, I think that that's something like people are always like, oh, OK, well, like, what's your plan B? And I'm like, my plan B is to make plan A work like that is all I've ever wanted to do. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm I've just always like chased that, like reading books, even now, like I nanny now. Um, along with acting and whenever I read to the kids that I nanny I do different voices as well and mm. it's so funny because um, the parents of the kids I nanny they're like they don't even want us to read them books anymore because we don't do Miss <laughs> Ashley's voices uh, <laughs> <laughs> you made their job harder right I'm like I'm sorry I'm, so I'm just animated it's just who I am <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. It's not like me, you know, like I'm like a Nicolas Cage approach, monotone reading books and kids don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it come alive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is true. You got to become that character to really make it interesting for kids. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think like, too, I loved reading as a kid. And I think it was because like anytime a book was read to me by one of my parents, like they adapted like voices and stuff. And I'm such too like a visual person. Like when I read something, I already got it playing in my head. Mm. So like seeing like, you know, so many like um, books nowadays become movies. Like it's so cool to like see the transition of that and how that happens. And I'm just like, well, listen, whoever wants to put me in one of their, you know, movies i'm ready i've been yeah, doing this since i was a kid <laughs> and you're doing a lot like have you ever did voiceover work so i took a voiceover class in college and i was like this is really cool like i i feel like i could do this but there's so much that goes into voiceover like i think when you think about it you're just like oh if you can do funny voices and read you're good but it's like it's very like complex and there's certain words you're supposed to hit and a certain pace you're supposed to have so that's definitely something i'd be interested in dipping my toe into more because since i've graduated i haven't really done um a lot of voiceovers i did like one um poet poem reading poetry okay. reading um that i recorded for a friend of mine um and that went well and everything but i think too like i i don't know like i i really am about like let me get as much knowledge about something that i can and go like as deep as i can discover crazy voices and then like come in hot you know yeah <laughs> and that's an excellent approach you know do your education do your research and be ready to go right awesome yeah so if you had to tell any other actress or actor how the industry is what information would you provide that person um i think something that has become so prevalent in my life and kind of by accident like i didn't plan for it was just really foster the relationships of people that you work with um you can work with someone one time but that could turn into five jobs and you, you just would never know that if you, you know, didn't kind of hone in on a relationship with someone. So I would say, like, if you are on set or in a show or just doing, you know, any sort of collaboration where you can network, do that. Like, don't waste an opportunity of, like, sitting in back or, you know, not making your voice heard. Because even if, the, even if someone is doing something that maybe they can't use you for right then 
that doesn't mean that projects down the line, they can't be like, oh, hey, you know, I've worked with so-and-so and they have, you know, this talent and this skill and this can apply to what you need. Um, Cause that's been, that's been something that's been so prevalent for me is like, you know, you take one job just cause you're just so happy to, you know, be present in the moment for that. But then, you know, especially in a community like Pittsburgh filmmaking, mm-hmm. like, yes. you know, you, you do constantly work with the same people over and over again. And that's you can right. either make those relationships work for you or you can just like be like, Oh, I'll see you when I see ya. Right. So yeah, my advice would definitely be like network, put your, Put your, you know, voice out there, like let people know who you are, send them friend requests, keep everyone updated on what you're doing. Or if you have availability to do something like be flexible, I've taken things that I'm like, I had no idea that I was even qualified for this. And then you Mm -hmm. find out that you are. So that's another piece of advice too. like audition for everything you can get your hands on. And I mean, I think that that's even more important now with COVID being a thing. Um, like I, I already was kind of like having that mindset, but now that like jobs are even more, um, few really go after things because I've auditioned for things that I knew, I knew I wasn't going to get because I, maybe I didn't fit the character description or, you know, the role was just like so far beyond what I really, you know, can play or would play or whatever. You just, you just have a feeling, oh, I'm probably not going to get this. But just like I said, years down the line, someone could be like, hey, now I'm going to produce something that like you'd be great for. And now that I know like what you can do, I'd love to have you for this. So I just think like fostering relationships and auditioning for everything, putting your face out there for everything, you know, like it's not, it's, it's not going to hurt you. The more people that like know you and have positive things to say, like it's only going to get you more opportunity. That's so true. You know, we speak about that all the time. It's important to to build those bridges and not cut off people, you know, like it's important to stay like that, especially in Pittsburgh, because it is a small knit community and people know each other, you know, you don't want to get blackballed from the industry. I mean, exactly. like, I, you never know who you're going to run into either. Like, I mean, like you'd be talking to a director on one set, right? And mm-hmm. then like, maybe they're the camera guy on the next, you know, that's why treating mm-hmm. everybody correct. Like, oh, exactly. It's yeah. so important and people work on different productions, but they're the same people in right. different positions. Right. Yep. And I, I think that that's something too, like everyone should do like in, in college, for example, like the first year of college, I went to Point Park University you can't audition for anything like you have to just do crew like costume crew your front of house your work in deck like you you have to like kind of um pay homage to those people who do that those things for you so that you have an appreciation for them and i think too like you know carrying that into you know post-school life or just real life whatever like i'm never on a set where everyone who is on that set knows my name like I introduce myself to everybody I want to know your name I want to know what you're passionate about because just like you said like you can't be dismissive of anyone be like oh they're just doing sound like okay well like they're Mm -hmm. about to direct a feature film and now because you were disrespectful you just missed out on an opportunity you know so we're all like working towards the same thing and I think like you can we can all help each other foster our own dreams and plans and goals and like that's what's such a beautiful thing about having a tight-knit community and like truly like taking advantage of that that's so true you know it, and it's about planting seeds but it's also about watering seeds and exactly you can't forget to water seeds you know build relationships and actively be engaging when you're on set understand what you're doing understand 
you know, the role that you're playing, you know, like, you know, do your research and come there as a professional. Even if you're not getting paid for it, come there right. as a professional. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that we do talk about. We talk about developing, um, like, those blessings that do come your way. Like, you might think, like, oh, wow, this is a blessing to be here right now. But if you don't treat it correctly, you can't fully develop it all the way. Like you said earlier, um, those relationships could lead to other like other um, sets and movies and things that you're on and stuff. Yep. You got to treat them correctly. Yep. And I think, Daniel, that goes like hand in hand with us, really. And um, Nate Sanavanti, like we played a family and I'm sure like after that, you know, we all hoped that we'd work together again. But we didn't think a year later that, you know, our film family would be copied over into another project. And I yeah. think that that's so yeah. cool that everyone like, you know, responded so well to our chemistry and saw that like we do still stay active in each other's lives so like and that and that was you know without the production um that we did that so us like yes. keeping that relationship going it was like oh great like these people are comfortable working together they've done it before like let's bring them back let's have it again like and that that was unintentional that's just us like fostering what we know to do that's us keeping our network going keeping updated you know so everything pays off you just gotta grind got to keep your grind going yeah absolutely i mean like i can agree with you more the first time that i met you i remember when you first came through the door i think it was the uh yeah um the river of my soul yeah book trailer right and um like man you came in with all this energy and, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know you were right into character you're like hey hey how you doing, how you doing? and then you went right into like the, <laughs> the scene and you did it so well i think that the people upstairs that they thought it was a real thing they came down oh and, my gosh uh, yeah they were you know like you, like it was a domestic issue right but like you really embodied that character it really you know it made me like want to step up my game and i think that's what people need to understand is like when you're like working with talent, you know, like you can use each other as sharpening tools. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, I think you did a really great job at doing that. But yeah, who knew that like we would be back on the set again? Right. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, this is about to be an annual thing. We just gonna have a little film <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in five years, where can we find you? So I always find that question so interesting because if five years ago I were to be asked that question, everything that I thought would be wrong. <laughs> um, but where I would like to be in five years is um, either in Atlanta on my way working it to LA or um, just in Atlanta working that industry. I actually had planned on moving to Atlanta last July um, before all the COVID things happened. Um, and then, you know, for obvious reasons, I did not. Um, yeah. But <laughs> my plan is still to go. I don't have a set date yet um, because obviously there still are so many restrictions and so many productions are still on hold. And if I'm yeah. going to leave like the network that I have here, which is so great to go to an industry where I am an even smaller fish in an even bigger pond where I don't have um, any connections yet. I want to make sure that as many things are going on as possible before I make that um, big jump. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to be in Atlanta working with Tyler Perry or, you know, on yeah. Netflix, you know, you gotta, you gotta manifest, you gotta speak that stuff Absolutely. on your life. But my goal for sure, like acting is my number one passion. So I would love to be able to sustain myself um, financially, emotionally, whatever, as 
just an actress um, and not have to have like anything else unless I want to um, supporting me in that way. So, you know, I'd love to have a great network there. Um, some films under my belt. I'd love to be in um, SAG-AFTRA or Equity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'm chasing. But obviously, like, you know, you got to play that smart because once you're unionized, you can only do union projects. Right. Um, so, yeah, but I, I ideally I would be in Atlanta or L.A. Just chasing my dream, staying on my grind, using my platform to inspire, educate and empower other people. Awesome. Yeah, that's an excellent answer. And I think you have the vision forward and I think you have the right attitude. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so important to stay motivated even when you're not financially compensated for your art. Yes. Um, And that's the thing that keeps coming up with actors or actresses, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you're doing your thing, you like, you just want to stay focused on it. Like, and you just want to stay focused on the creation of the art. And sometimes life doesn't give you that benefit, you know, like it doesn't give you that opportunity, uh, you know, to do so. So sometimes you can get sidetracked, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, I, it's so funny because I will talk to my mom about those stories that you hear about celebrities that like, Um, you know, they're living in their car or they only have like a couple cents to their name, but then they get Mm -hmm. their big break. And it's like, they get that because they don't stop, you know, it it doesn't just fall into their lap. Like they're, yes, they're still grinding, even though like things get hard. And I think like, that's the most important thing. Like we're like, don't quit. Like we're warriors and we need to keep fighting and keep going for, you know, everything because no one else is going to make our dreams come true. Like we got to make our dreams come true, you know, turn our dreams into a reality. And I think that like when you're driven and like you wake up every day with like a purpose to chase after what you want, then you can't fail. That is true. That is so true. Except when it comes to like cutting your hair. When I was younger, I was like 14 years old. Here we go. I was at 14 years old. I was edging up my hair, you know, edging up the front of it, you know, and I I just kept going back and back. And and, and then Daniel eventually came in and said, just stop. Just stop right there. (laughs) Daniel saved the day. To the back of my head. And he said, just stop, you know, and he became my barber ever since. Oh my gosh! Yes, every oh everything gosh. in moderation. Everything yeah, in moderation. I was fourteen, but I looked like I was forty-five at the time. Oh my gosh! With your receding hairline, I can't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I might have changed my hairline permanently from that day, but. It's okay. <laughs> so, so as an African American, mm-hmm. um, how is the acting community um, for you? You know, like. Have you faced discrimination at some level? For my my personal experience, I have not. Um, And I've been very fortunate in that. Again, um, how I said earlier, like I audition for things that like, I know that there's sometimes like I have no chance of getting it. And sometimes that's because like, you know, people will put that they would rather have like a specific race, Um, whether that's essential to the storyline or for that person's comfortability. Um, But I, I personally have not dealt with like discrimination or, um, you know, anything like that in the acting industry here. I do have like friends who have, um, and, and, and two, a big thing in, you know, the African-American community is um, the light skin, dark skin thing. Um, 
a lot of roles like you know that they say they want like someone who's african-american those roles do go to people who are like lighter skinned and i'm kind of like in the middle i guess so i i guess like i just kind of like have been more fortunate um in that to not have to deal with that but i completely understand that like it's a very real thing and i also love being a part of projects that like speak to the african-american experience and want to work with people who are more diverse um the role that i took for the order of the white worm the feature film that i have coming up this summer like that specifically was a role that was like written for an african-american person so i'm like excited to like be on set with that and like the director of that court her name's courtney i cannot pronounce her last name so i'm not even going to try um but she she is like very like feminist she wants like women of all different walks of life in this film so you will see like lots of diversity in that and i'm like i'm so so about that like inclusion and and educating people on different lifestyles because there are different lifestyles there are different people out there um and and everything that you don't know isn't something that you need to fear you know it it might just be something that you have not been educated on or that you need a greater understanding on so i definitely will like use my platform like if i have like a bigger network um and people do ask like oh like you know who do you think would be great for this role like i always try to bring in you know diverse talented people because i think that that not only makes like projects better but just like the world better you know especially in today's current political climate like we just need more inclusivity and we need more people who are educated and understanding of like just overall differences and understand that you know different is beautiful you know most definitely yes and we definitely believe that movies have the impact to change society you know and I think movies give a great window for people to look into and and say, okay, well, maybe I can change that about the way I think or about my life, you know? And I think it's important for actors and actresses to take that upon themselves to know how serious of a role they're playing in shaping people's perceptions of the world. Yeah, yeah. that and that goes back to like, too, like, script analysis like know the story that you're telling like don't have questions about it or if you have questions ask you know so that you can play that whole truth to the best of your ability so what drives you to become you know the best you can be i think a goal that i wake up with every day is to be better than the person i was yesterday um whether that just be you know my calling as a christian my calling as you know myself um i'm always looking to better myself like i by no means would ever describe myself as like just you know perfect or completely you know just done um learning i think that there are constant opportunities to better yourself um learn more and um just serve others better so i think that you know you surround yourself with the right people. That's another thing. I, I'm someone, the only people I want in my circle are people who are better than me, honestly. Like whether that's at many things or one specific thing. Like I wanna constantly be inspired. I wanna see people motivating others. When I'm down, I wanna know like someone can be there to like pull me out of that. You know, if you're not inspired by the people in your circle, then you're in a cage. And I'm not trying to be in a cage. You know, I, I want to, I want to constantly be inspired and motivated. So I'm very thankful that I do have the friends, family and network that I have here, because when I see other people, you know, going after what they want, that is something that fuels me. Um, 
or I, I'm not, I've never been someone either who like can just sit idly. Mm-hmm. I have to be on the move, which is why, why I was saying like, yeah. I like whenever I said I want to be able to solely support myself um, as an actor, whether that be financially or emotionally, like physically too, because yeah. I'm a mover, you know, I am such a mover and I, I applaud people who can, you know, sit and, and do a job, a nine to five, like that is amazing, but that is not me. I, I cannot be at a desk all day. Like I gotta move, you know, <laughs> like yes. I, even when I'm talking, I talk with my hands and you know, I'm animated. Like Daniel said, I, I've just got a big energy. So <laughs> I need I need an outlet for that. So that also fuels, <laughs> fuel, fuels yeah. my search, you know, I'm like, man, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out and do something. So, you know, <laughs> It being a calling from God, me having people who are constantly leveling up in my circle, like those things motivate me so big to like just, you know, get up every day and be like, this is bigger than me. Like, I got to do this for the person who like needs an escape for two hours. Like, and I'm, I can provide that in my next role or they need a catharsis or they need to know that they're not alone going through something. Mm. Um, One of the roles that I played uh, in my senior year of college was a woman going through a divorce. I've never been married. I've never gone through a divorce. So I don't know what that's like, but you know, I did my research. I did my, you know, script analysis. And I had people coming up to me after that show in tears being like, I thank you. Like that is exactly what I went through. And it was so nice to like, just see that reflected and like know that everything's going to be okay. And, and then that makes me emotional because it's like, if I was able to deliver truth to somebody, like that's something that like, that's beyond me, you know? So like that fuels me. Like, let me go like save that person's day, their evening. Let me go be that release of their emotions that they need. Let me be that laugh that they haven't had. Like that is what gets me excited. And that is what gets me passionate about doing what I do. Yeah, that's excellent. That's an excellent answer, you know? And it, it's something that can definitely drive you. I can see that. Now you mentioned you've been, well, I'm sorry, you've mentioned you were a Christian a couple of times. Has that impacted your way you approach roles or accept roles? It it hasn't completely. Like there are there are definitely certain roles that I've maybe like shied away from because I just don't think like I could bring honesty or truth to it because of the way that I live my life. Um, for example, like I've been asked you know, because Pittsburgh does have such a huge horror community. There are different types of horror, right? And the ones that I've like accepted have been, you know, it's like slasher comedy or um, or my character happens to have not a lot to do with like the horror aspects, but certain things that are like, I don't know, like demonic um, or like satanic, mm-hmm. like those are definitely things like I just don't have any interest in um, being a part of. But other than that, like, I am someone who definitely like looks for versatility. Like I, I like playing things that are completely different from um, my norm. I think to what my first professional job was called Karaki, which was an interesting production put on by the production company Real Time Interventions. Um, five Afghan women came here with their husbands um, from Afghanistan and wanted to tell their stories their hardships, how they overcame them, how they ended up in America. And um, it is not their culture to be the spotlight for the women, um, to be in the forefront. 
but they wanted to share these stories. They just didn't want to be the ones to tell them. Um, so when they collaborated with Real-Time Interventions, they wanted to be very hands-on in the process of the production. They wanted to handpick their, the actresses that would be representing them. And when I was contacted to audition, you know, at first you're like, oh goodness, like, is this problematic? Because, you know, this is a completely different culture than what I am. Um, but when you, when you like, you know, think about it and it's, it's these women wanting so badly to have someone to tell their story through, they are picking you, they're trusting you with that story. I think that that's just like such a beautiful connection that is so rarely shared. Um, you hear often about, you know, people, they get to play a role of, um, you know, someone that they looked up to when they were young, but that person may be deceased or something. So like this was cool because it was an opportunity to work with someone who is like living, breathing, can talk to you. You're interacting with them. You hear, you know, their tones, the way that they speak, their body language, and you can embody that in the character to be all that more truthful to them. Um, so that was really, really cool uh, to do that. And I, I remember after the first production, um, the woman I portrayed, she approached my family and I, and she went up to my mom and she said, thank you for having her because when I see her on stage, I think she is me. And that like still brings tears to my eyes today because like you want to, you want to bring truth to every character you play, but to play someone who like, this is their life story, you know, and, and all they want to do is tell it and share it. Um, and be fortified from that and to have that shared experience with someone else and and to know that like you did that justice that is like the most rewarding thing i think from acting wow that's beautiful that is that's a beautiful story and did you feel nervous going into something like that and were you coached throughout like how to um you know interact and display her 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 life um I definitely was nervous uh for several reasons it was my my first professional show so that that already adds like you know a level of who man like am I ready for this and then again you're you are portraying someone that I I had only met her the day that I auditioned and I'm you know telling the story of your um, with your family and everything. Um, so it, it's a big responsibility, you know? It's not just something that you can take lightly. Um, but it, what was great was all of the women, there were five women, they were also in touch with the actresses that were portraying them. Um, we went to their house, we had dinner with their families, we exchanged stories. Um, it was a very like intimate rehearsal process. It wasn't just like, here's this script, uh, take take from it what you can and go ahead and do that. So that that was really cool for me because um, that extra layer was just added in there that, you know, I, I have a relationship with this person. It, this isn't just words like there's meaning behind it. I could hear her voice. I could mm. see the look in her eyes when she you know, communicated the stories that were in the script to me. So now I know how deep that goes and, you know, what degree I need to get to mentally, physically, emotionally to tell that story and it have the same impact. And is is there a place where we could see that performance? Yeah. Um, 
so I don't believe that it is anywhere that um, can be like accessed. I know that we did have people recording, but I think that it was just like snippets for like interviews and such. Um, but real time interventions, if you go to their website, I'm sure that they have those like little clips on there. I know that there are pictures of us with the women and the five women collectively um, have decided to open a restaurant uh, selling Afghan food, which is so cool. So they all came here together and they all are working towards, you know, the quote unquote American dream together, which I think is super cool. So even that could be, a you know, an awesome way um, to be in touch. But um, another another thing before COVID, we had done two runs of this show. So when it first opened, we had four showings. Um, and then the next year they were like, hey, more people want to see this. Let's do it again. And our run was cut short because of the pandemic. We only did two of the four shows uh, the second time around. So I don't know if it could be something that could be revived again. I think that would be super cool to keep sharing these stories for as long as the women are open to doing so. Um, but yeah, I don't think that right now it's available anywhere. Okay. Well, that would be great to revisit that and and let people, um, you know, get insight on how that is and, and how that was for you and, and get in tune with their life and their lifestyle. Yeah, it was a super cool experience. Yes, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's so yes, cool. Thank you. We need more cultures coming together. We need more religions coming together. And whether you agree or not, just exhibiting that understanding and opening yes. a listening ear, like that's what the world needs more of. And if I can be a catalyst for that, then that's what I'm going to do. Yes. yes, awesome. Yes, most but, definitely. Yeah, that is. And I do believe that women need other women uplifting them and supporting them. Yeah. You know, it's not always the best conditions for women in the acting industry, but it's getting better, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm all about women empowerment. Like that is so big for me. Um, and I think, you know, just like you said, Nate, like it's it's becoming more important um, with these upcoming generations. Like, you know, everyone is making it their fight. And I think that that that's what makes it, you know, as powerful as it is, is, is it's not like, oh, I'm a guy, so I can't support feminism. Like, no, like mm -hmm. you need to, <laughs> like, you know, yes, like, sure. everyone's got to back it. You know, it's not it's not about, you know, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah, we're all in we're all in this together and it's important Absolutely. that we stand together and fight for what's right and change society for the better. Yep. Absolutely. You know, you we only have a limited amount of time on earth and like That's use right. yours wisely, you know, use yours to to be that voice for someone else, to be that empowerment for someone else. Like I always say, like whenever I, you know, was doing theater, like live shows, if one person could leave the audience and like feel something, whatever that may be, just something because of my performance, then I've done my job. Right. Yeah, you sound like one of those actresses that would never do anything just for a paycheck. Like it has to be something that's going to move you forward and maybe move the idea or society forward, you know, in general. You seem like you're very empowered that way. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I, I prefer having that but too like I think a big thing is giving back like not every job I take is like it, it may not be helping me the most 
Um, for example, like since I've graduated, I haven't done, you know, a lot of student films or anything because I'm kind of like chasing my grind. Um, but because I, you know, went to Point Park, which is huge on like theater and film and things. And because it's mm-hmm. COVID and, you know, it's hard to find people. I have had people reach out to me and they're like, hey, like, I know that you've already graduated and you have done jobs where you get paid and I can't pay you, but I really need you to help me out. Like, I'm going to help you out. You know, <laughs> like nice. that's I was I was there and I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at now if I wasn't there, you know, so. I, I will say, like, I am selective about things that I choose to do because I think that, you know, story is important to me. Like, I think I always laugh when people ask me to be a part of a project, but they don't give me the script um, because I want to know the story that you're telling. You know, I want to I want to know the story that you're telling before. I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, no, I love yeah. acting. It's my passion. But if I don't know the story that you're telling. And if I don't, you know, agree with the way that it's being told, then I don't want to be a part of it. But that anytime so you have to be critical of the work you take, you know, like if someone approaches me and it's a free project, I'm like, I know you can't pay me, but, it, you know, can you give me another lunch? Two lunches? <laughs> you going to have snacks, right? <laughs> like I tell you this, Ashley, it seems like um, like you're not afraid to take risks, right? Even when it comes to these different characters. You know, when you're trying to stretch and grow, mm-hmm. you know, it, it seems like you're like, you're not um, afraid to just, you know, step out there and then challenge yourself. Yeah, I think right? that's, the only, that's the only way that you grow. Um, I think that if I constantly was taking like the same sort of role, I'd never learn anything. And I would never see my own growth. Other people might say like, oh, Ashley, you're really growing. But like, you know, I'd, I'm not good with stagnancy. Like to me, if I'm not moving forward, then what am I doing? Um, which like even with the scene with Jason Burke, like how I said I'd never seen that movie. I had never played or played a role like that. Um, and that's a scene for YouTube, you know, but like you never know who's seeing that. Like you want to put your best foot forward. Um, that was my first time meeting Jason, so I wanted it to, you know, um, be something where you know we could foster a relationship and things could evolve. Like I, I think that you you truly don't grow if you're not you know, uncomfortable, at least a little bit, you know, like don't go against your standards or what you feel is right. But if it's just a matter of like, oh, I've never done this. So it's a little bit scary. Like, no, like you can, you can. And you're never, and like, you have to be able to push yourself in that way to be able to do that because that does help you grow and it helps you gain more skills. And you know how I was saying earlier, I'm someone that like, I want to be as versatile as possible. You know, I don't want to be in just one genre for the rest of my life. I don't want to be typecast as the same type of role. I want it to be like, oh, wow, Ashley just made me laugh my butt off in this role. And now I want to like my heart has just been ripped out of my body from watching her in this other movie. Like I want to be I want to keep you guessing. I I don't want to limit myself. Like, I don't want to have limits that way. And I don't want to put myself in a box. So I'm not going to, you know, shy away from um, risks that are comfortable to take at the same time that they might be a little bit uncomfortable to take. Uh, yeah, I think that's important to have that attitude, especially in the acting industry, if you want to grow, you got to be able to be uh, creative in your approach sometimes. Um, Absolutely. Is there anything in the acting industry that you want to see change? Yes. So I, going back to, you know, being an African-American woman, um, you know, things, th- they've, They've gotten better for, you know, our race and um, 
you know, us as women, but I want to see more improvement. I want to see more opportunity. I don't want to see, you know, strictly just like stories of oppression being told. We are a powerful race and we have done so much for society. And I want, I want to see the good portrayed, you know, I don't want it always to be these like sad stories whether they're true or not and you know i understand that you know we live in a world where not everyone is educated on certain things so sometimes like making a movie about something is the only way that people are educated but i want movies that are made like by african americans for african americans and like for our strength and for you know our brilliance and our poise and not always just like these stories of oppression or you know these stereotypical roles being played i want that gone you know i'm not yeah. i'm not about that at all um just having more things that are um women driven you know whether that's directing producing acting whatever it is like i'm so 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 for women empowerment and just like us having a place at the table um more often um, yes, i'm in agreement with you um I do believe that Pittsburgh is doing a great job in, um, as far as, as including women in the, uh, you know, directing department producers because Archive 81 had a ton of women on the yes. on the crew. And that's true. And that's just it great is. to see as far as that improvement. As, and as far as like oppressive movies in the African uh, American community, yeah, there's a ton of them. And I do believe we need more movies that show love, uh, you know, show us in a better light. Mm-hmm. And I think that will change the perception of how African-Americans are, uh, you know, perceived in general. And as far as us perceiving ourselves, you know, we want to see those types of movies. Yeah, right. Exactly. That, And that's exactly what I mean. Like, I, I know in school, because um, I do live in an area that is like predominantly white, you don't really hear about African-Americans. And when you do, it's Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks. And that's yeah. it. You know, so... I had to take it upon myself to be more educated as someone like that's my history, you know, and it's not being taught. So I have to go teach it to myself. So I understand why, like, you know, certain stories are told because not a lot of people know about them and they should be told. But that shouldn't be the only thing that's told. Yes. We need to communicate that history because it doesn't always get taught, like you said. And, um, And I do believe movies are a great outlet for education. Mm hmm. I agree completely. And just like you said, Nate, like any when the opportunity presents itself, like we can carry that information. Um, How I said earlier, I'm a nanny. Um, I teach my kids all the time. And, you know, they have had their knowledge expanded on African-American history because I brought that to them. You know, like it, it might not be taught in their school or maybe it will be. But like that could be years from now. You know, and their parents are wonderful and like so educated and they share as much as they can. But like, again, when it's like our history, you know, it it, it hits a little different when it's shared by us and our perspective and not just something that's textbook. Um, so and, and you can make learning fun. You can you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have right. to be this high stakes situation like you, you can make learning and, and educating something that is like encompassing of like fun and and kindness. Like, you know, I think that's the other thing is people, they might shy away from learning because there is like, you know, this fear of like, oh, well, what if I what if I don't know this? What if I don't understand this? Um, 
or, oh man, I'm not confrontational. So I don't want to have this conversation, but it, it doesn't always need to be that, you know, yeah, that's so true. And I never went to acting school. So how was, uh, you know, African-American history in general in acting school for you? So I did not really have a lot of that in like, t- like taking theater classes and things like that. You know, you'll hear about you know, big names in their stories like Viola Davis, Will Smith, Octavia Spencer. Um, but, you know, two, I think teachers, because all, all of my teachers at Point Park um, were Caucasian. Okay. And so sometimes, too, like that, it, it's not always like known how to communicate certain things. Um, like for me, when I read a play, I'm not like, oh, my goodness, what race is this person? Because I can only play a role if it's African-American. Now, if the role is written for an African-American, it should be played by an African-American. But sometimes there are roles that like the, the first person to play them just happened to be of a, of a different race. But that doesn't mean like it was written for that race. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. like, that's just how it happened. So, you know, I definitely had teachers that were like, oh, like you should, you know, read this play because it was written by an African-American or, oh, you should, you know, consider this role because this person's African-American. And like, that's great. And I have no problem, you know, exploring that, but I'm not going to only read plays that, you know, have African-American roles like set in them. Like, no, like I want to defy the odds. I want to bring something to the table that you didn't know could be brought to the table and make you change your mind. Like, since I've graduated, I've played several roles that like when the people put up casting calls, they probably didn't anticipate casting me. Um, but when I get in the room and you're vibing off my energy and you see what I bring, it's like, oh, OK, well, like, no, what, let's have her then. You know, yeah. so I think that that's something for sure that my college did not um, hone in on. Um, but again, was something that I kind of had to teach myself and I think I think too that just ties into like my overall drive like if the opportunity is not there I'm gonna make it if you know the lesson's not there I'm gonna find a way to learn it like I'm not gonna just like be a product of my circumstances yeah you have to be resilient and ambitious in the uh, film industry you know because if you don't have those types of um, intangible attributes it's it's hard to be very successful so I think you definitely have that thank you yeah, just having that drive, um, you know, like we talked about this between each other right here. Like some things can't be discovered of yourself if you're not actively doing it, you know, mm-hmm. just discovering those different parts about yourself, about like, like, wow, I, I never thought that I could play that that role, you know, and this at the end is, you know, I wonder what, like, you know, like what does that do for you? You know, it has to like, like empower you, like, wow, like, what, what else can I do, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. It's like a snowball effect, you know what I mean? You you never know what one thing could lead into. Yeah, and I know for me personally, sometimes I don't see the whole picture, but I, it, like, it just feels right to move this way. Mm-hmm. And then other opportunities start to open up. I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be here for a reason. You right. know? So I just keep on going down that road, you know? Yeah, and isn't it so crazy? Like, because there are times I just sit and look back at my life in awe that I'm like, oh my gosh, if I didn't have this one job, like I would not have, I've never would have met this one person. And then that one person is the reason that I got this opportunity, you know? So it is really crazy. Like that's why the quote I literally live my life by is what is for you won't pass you. Like everyone, 
that you meet, like there's a reason that you're meeting these people, you know, <laughs> like there, there's a reason that you're in, you know, the production that you're in. There's a reason that you're playing the role that you are like everything like ties into each other. You might not have the answers while you're in it, you know, but you will get those answers and that understanding eventually. And when you do, it's just the coolest thing ever. It is. It is. And I believe the universe and God speaks to us in different ways Absolutely. other than just plain language. You know, you have to be aware. You have to have your eyes open and, mm-hmm. and just be open to opportunities. Yes. Amen, Nate. <laughs> so true. Uh, you know, and, and when I'm speaking this, I'm affirming some of the beliefs that I have, you know. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Because some, you know, like it's easy to get sidetracked where you miss opportunities because you're tired or maybe you're, um, you know, doing something else and you don't have the time for an opportunity. But sometimes we have to make time to explore something else, right? Right. Yeah, you know, or you will miss that benefit of that opportunity. Like um, a lot of times, you know, if I feel tired, I'm like, well, I feel tired, but I made the deadline on this day I have to stay up all night and, and work on this stuff and and sometimes when we push ourselves we can find out how truly strong we are oh yeah like and and again that's an, that's another great um, reflection point like there's been times that I like look back and I I'm like how did I do like three productions at once and like I was barely sleeping but I still somehow like made it through like do you ever have those moments where it's like you're like how the heck did I do that oh but yeah when, that you is know, true. yeah, yeah I've like sets and I'm and I've, I've looked at like like older men and you know like 70 years old and and they didn't blink an eye I'm like you might be on something because I'm sleepy right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's that's the thing that like I don't know they like that quote that's like when you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life like I you know I think that you know you stay on your grind so that you can have that payoff you know when I'm like on set and I'm you know laughing with the people who I'm working with and you know getting to do my passion like that's the reward but you got to put in work to get there so that that doesn't also feel like work you know um and it is like there are going to be days where you're exhausted and you might not feel like, you know, going hard. But one one thing that one of my teachers actually at Point Park told me that I love this quote is not every day are you going to feel 100 percent and that's OK. But you need to perform fully at the percent that you're at. So if, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, man, like I'm tired, I'm achy, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm at 70 percent. That's fine. But don't be at 70 percent performing out of 32, like perform right. fully at that 70 percent. And that's I think that that's quote. like what I yeah. try to do. I like that. That's an excellent quote. I'm going to keep that in mind. You might hear that on the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's excellent. Well, we want to thank you for joining us this evening. It's been wonderful. It's been a pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and Sai, I can't wait to meet you. I know I met the I boys, know, but I'm I'm so excited to meet you. Exactly, <laughs> because just hearing you speak, I can see so much, so many similarities. We will meet each other. Yes. I'm into existence now. Come on, girl. Man, yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes, we're gonna make it happen. But yeah, thank you so much for participating and 
we're just wishing you the very best. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Thank Thank you, you guys. And I wish you all the best. And thank you for giving me a platform to use my voice and for creating this for so many other people. You guys are absolute rock stars.